You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a Tuesday edition of the podcast. I hope you all are doing fantastic. A lot to get to ahead on today's edition of Locked On Cougars. Going to touch on a lot of BYU football topics, new helmets, a new scheduling announcement, and the first day of spring ball. Plenty to recap for you, as well as a one-on-one conversation with new linebackers coach Kevin Clune. We'll get to all of it ahead on today's edition of the podcast. So without further ado, let's dive on in. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast for March 2nd, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to join us on your daily podcast focused on all things BYU Cougars. Make sure if you haven't done so already, hit that follow or subscribe button. That way you can listen to us every single day as we talk about the Cougars and get you guys up to speed on everything you need to know about as a Cougar fan. Getting going here on a Tuesday edition of the show, very BYU heavy edition of Head, but let's start off with the good news, the worst kept secret in BYU football, the new helmets. Both Royal Blue and Navy Blue helmets will be added to the jersey repertoire for BYU. Creates all kinds of new uniform combinations, by the way. You can go all Royal, all White, all Navy. You can mix and match the three. I'll tell you right off the top, though. If I see the what people are calling the Kalani edition, which is a Royal Blue helmet and or a Royal Blue jersey with a Navy helmet, vice versa, whatever. You're mixing and matching Navy and Royal. That's where I'm going to draw the line. I, I, I just can't go for that, folks. I have been a longtime fan of the Royal look. I always thought BYU's white helmets with the Royal accents were actually some of the cleanest lids in the entire sport of college football. I do welcome the new additions. I think the players will look be enjoying them obviously you saw it on social media yesterday they were having a great time with the reveal of those new helmets but I look at this and I think it's going to be an interesting new thing for BYU to have all these new uniform combinations I'm sure there are plenty of people out there saying why are they breaking with tradition they've always had the one helmet well you know what in this day and age it becomes more about with recruiting guys want to have options speaking of the players now my opinion you can take it or leave it and I'm a middle aged man I guess you could say I'm in my mid 30s now I am a huge fan of the Royal Blue Helmet. There is no doubt about it. I absolutely love that lid. I think it's a fantastic addition to BYU's new lineup for their gear. I am not as sold on the Navy Helmet. Maybe the Navy Helmet will grow on me once I see it in person, in action, on the field, etc. But for me, the Navy Helmet just doesn't do it. But it's not me that matters. So let's be clear about that. This is for the players. They're excited about it. You can see it. And you know what? That's good enough. So looking forward to seeing how these play out on the field. But like I said, if you start mixing and matching Royal and Navy in a uniform combination, 
all right, BYU Equipment and Player Experience Management, you might get a tweet from me saying, yeah, we need to nix this right now. That just that combo should not happen. I think the new look of the monochromatic look with the new lids where you can go all royal, all navy, or all white will be a cool look. Uh, I just think that this is actually a really good move in terms of recruiting. You've seen Nike uh, and Oregon in particular over the years really kind of expand how uniform design looks, how you can have different combinations. This creates multiple looks that BYU can mix and match, and we'll see how it plays out on the field, but I'm a huge fan of the white helmet, obviously. The white with navy and white with royal, great look. The new navy helmet, like I said, I'm not as completely sold on. The royal helmet, I am all in. I am hashtag team royal all the way, so congratulations to BYU. I thought it was a good uh, reveal done well on the first day of spring ball, and also some other good news on the scheduling front. BYU is locked in a home-and-home series with Ole Miss. Uh, In 2028, the game will be in Provo in mid-September. They'll follow it up with a game in Oxford, Mississippi. Mississippi. Uh, They'll travel down uh, to the Grove the following year in September as well. I think this is actually a pretty good uh, gig for BYU. You guys all know that the independent era for BYU football began in pretty epic fashion when BYU went to Ole Miss and won 14 to 13. Kyle Van Noy had that late strip sack touchdown to lift the Cougars to the victory over the Rebels. Uh, I'm looking forward to that game. I think it'll be a fun one. Those of you who made the trip last time to Ole Miss will have fond memories of that. Funny enough, it'll be 18 years on between visits uh, to Vaught-Hemingway Stadium down there in Oxford, Mississippi. But I think this is a fantastic thing for BYU. I'm not as big of a fan of these scheduling announcements coming out seven and eight years in advance, but it's not. It's just how it is, folks. I know that we all had hopes that maybe the Coastal Carolina deal from last season for BYU would cause some programs to say, you know what, let's rethink how we go about scheduling things, but apparently not. Apparently, we've just gone right back to scheduling games when my kids will be in high school. Yeah, okay, maybe not high school, but my kids will be in junior high. Some of you will have kids in high school, maybe even graduated by the time that Ole Miss and BYU square off once again. But I I just look at this as a win because you get a home-and-home date with an SEC program. Sure, Ole Miss is not Alabama, but who is Alabama? Alabama, that's it. Clemson, Ohio State, they have an argument to make there. But yes, I think a home-and-home series with the likes of Ole Miss is welcome news. I think this is a fantastic addition to BYU's schedule, despite it being, yes, seemingly almost a decade out. But nonetheless, when you can get home-and-home series with SEC programs, you do that. I believe this is the sixth SEC program that BYU has scheduled a game or series of games against in the independent era. Uh, Before the independent era, independent era began, BYU had only played SEC programs four times in their history. So if there's one thing that independence is quote-unquote working with, it's getting SEC games on the schedule. So congratulations. Also, there was another edition of a Dixie State home game in 2024. Uh, The Trailblazers and the Cougars will square off in 2022 for the first time ever. Uh, Dixie State just moved up to the FCS ranks. I'm actually doing another podcast called the Rebel Cast. If you want my thoughts on Dixie State, that's just an aside. 
but they will play Dixie State twice in a two-year span in 2022 as well as 2024. You always want these FCS programs, in my opinion, if you're going to play them, to be regional teams. The Weber States, the Southern Utahs, the Dixie States, Idaho State, if you want to expand it out a little bit, get those regional programs here. North Alabama's cute and all, but you want to have an FCS program that you can help in the local area that fans will have a little more of a connection to and bring them in and let them be that quote-unquote body bag game or the money game that they are playing in that circumstance. So there you go. Some thoughts on the news from yesterday. Coming up next, though, it is time to talk fall camp. Obviously, it is underway yesterday, the first day of practices. They'll practice again today in Provo. Go through the acclimatization period where you have the two days with just helmets. Then you'll put on the shoulder pads, and they'll finally put on full pads five practices in. Well, I had a chance to catch up with new linebackers coach Kevin Clune. Had a chance to speak with him one-on-one. We'll get to that conversation I had with him in just a moment, and then later on also some thoughts from Kalani Satake after day one of spring ball. That's all coming up momentarily here on the podcast. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at Rock Auto. Guys, the simple fact of the matter is that in this day and age, it is impossible for any auto manufacturer or a chain store to stock all the parts from all the manufacturers for all the different makes and models of all the various vehicles in the world. You think about it, just an astronomical number. Well, guess what? RockAuto.com wants to be the resource for you and get you the parts you need and ship them directly to your door. All you got to do is go to RockAuto.com, put in the model, year, whatever uh, specifications you have for your vehicle, and then tell it what you're looking for. You can search by price, the manufacturer you prefer. They've got it all for you guys, and they are making sure that you guys have the best experience possible by ordering the parts online and getting them at rock bottom prices. That's what we love about Rock Auto. They want to make it easy for you guys to make sure that you guys get the parts you need when you need them and for a good price. All you got to do is go to rockauto.com, and while you're there, by the way, put it in locked on in the how did you hear about us box. That way they know that we sent you to check them out. It's real simple to do, folks. So why don't you take advantage now of our good friends at rockauto.com. Get the parts you need for your vehicle, no matter what it is. They've got it all for you. Reliably low prices, all the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. That's our good friends at rockauto.com. All right, my friends, let's take a minute and talk to you guys about our good friends over at Squire and Company, a proud partner with us here on the podcast. It is, of course, tax season. If you guys need help getting your taxes done, whether they're your personal income taxes, you own your own business, you own a corporation, no matter what it is, Squire can help you guys out with it because they're capable of scaling up or down to fit whatever your needs are. Squire is one of the largest Utah-based CPA firms and serves clients throughout the United States as well as here on the home front in Utah. Utah. The company, and I know this for a fact because I know Joe Squire who founded the company, he grew up in my ward in Orem, Utah. Well, they are founded on the principle of earning the trust of their clients and helping them meet their financial goals. They specialize in traditional CPA firm services like personal income taxes, corporate and business taxes. If you need financial statement audits, reviews, and compilations, they've got it all covered for you. And they specialize in serving clients in seven main industries. So if, they, if your company or whatever you do fits inside this, Squire can help you guys out. Number one, construction and real estate. Number two, manufacturing and distribution. Three, government. Four, technology. Five, nonprofits. Six, direct selling. And number seven, professional services. They're happy to help you guys out. Ray Shipman, who I've gotten to know over the past, what, uh, six months or so? Not even that long. 
three months, I guess, really, has been a phenomenal, phenomenal partner with us here. He is help, happy to help you guys out or get you in touch with somebody at Squire that can help you out. You can go online, check them out at www.squire.com. That's S-Q-U-I-R-E.com. Or email Ray directly to help you out. You can email him at Raymond C R A Y M O N D C at squire.com or you can reach out to him via phone by calling him at 801-477-4950 guys tax season i get that it's hectic i guess that it's stressful take a lot of that stress out of it and let squire help you guys out reach out to ray have him help you out raymond c at squire.com or call him at 801-477-4950 that's our good friends at squire and company a proud partner with us here on locked on cougars Folks, want to encourage you guys to check out the Locked On Today podcast. It is your 20-minute or less catch-up on all the sports news and the biggest sports conversations out there in the sports world. Real simple format. Uh, Peter Bukowski, hosted, does a great job making sure you guys are up to speed on everything going on in the sports world. Like we do on this podcast, we endeavor to make you guys the smartest BYU fans in the room. Well, Locked On Today wants you to make the smartest sports fan in the room, and you can do that in 20 minutes or less by downloading the Locked On Today podcast Get it wherever you get podcasts, just like this one with Locked On Cougars. All right, time to get to a conversation with Kevin Clune, new linebackers coach for BYU, a guy who's very familiar with the state of Utah, worked previously at Utah State, among other stops, really familiar with BYU as a program, good friends with Kalani Satake and Aaron Roderick, as you'll hear. I had a great conversation with him shortly after practice wrapped up yesterday. So without further ado, let's get to it here. BYU linebackers coach, Kevin Clune. Coach, thanks for taking the time. How are you? I'm doing great. We had a great day out there. How was it, by the way? How does it feel to finally be out there coaching these guys and getting things going? Um, it was it was a, really a lot of fun. We got a lot of energy. Um, you know, these guys are, are you know aching to play, and it just it doesn't seem like we lost much in the time off. It just seems like a, the next practice from you know what we had during the season. Obviously, you spent last season around the program. You were you're a volunteer assistant. Uh, what about uh, that experience for you? I think if it makes you feel like you are a step ahead, maybe than being just a guy who came in fresh off the boat, essentially. Well, you know, with the the COVID lockdowns and all the rest of it, like you, you know, I was able to really take a step back and you know reevaluate all my philosophies on linebacker play, on defense, and things like that, and and try to hone in on the language that I'm trying to teach and, and, you know, different things like that. And then being kind of, uh, you know, a secondary role of just, you know, giving the advice, you know, I see something, I give advice. It was really, you don't have to like dive in on everything. You can kind of think about everything. And so it was really about, you know, reevaluating, you know, what I was saying, what I wanted to say and, you know, how I wanted to deliver those messages that, that it was good. So honestly, I felt it was a huge period of growth for me. You obviously have one of the most experienced units coming back in that linebacking core. Guys like Peyton Wilgar, Keenan Peely, etc. How excited are you to have those guys and kind of be have them just ready to go? You know, and, and like I said before, we didn't lose a step. You know, we lost Isaiah Kafusi, who was a great leader on this team. Um, but I felt, you know, today's practice wasn't perfect or anything. But, uh, you know, with those guys that we're talking about, those first two units, um, Peyton Wilgar, Keenan Peely, you know, you got Max um, Tooley from, from Bountiful, uh, you know, Jackson Kafusi and, and Drew uh, from Brighton, you know, it, 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 those guys are ready to go. And so I don't feel like they lost much from the season until now. And, 
you know, it's just about putting it all together. This is 2021. We're not trying to live off of 2020. And so we got a big, you know, uh, a great schedule ahead of us. So every day we got to take a step forward. Obviously, you're new officially as an assistant coach on this staff. How's it been fitting in with Elisa Tuiaki, Ed Lamb, and the rest of the defensive coaches so far? Well, it's it's been awesome. I've known these guys all a long time and, and discussed football with these guys for the last 20 years. And um, it's like, again, like coming home. And uh, I couldn't be happier with the people I'm working with, you know, working for Kalani and, and you know, Aaron Roderick's one of my best friend in the world. And so just it's it's great to be here and kind of unique. I never thought I'd be at BYU, but here we are. I wanted to ask you about that. Obviously, you have the longstanding relationship with A-Rod as well as Kalani. How big was that role, that relationship, and you coming to Provo? Well, it was huge. Um, you know, and I, I always just wanted to help, uh, you know, with the lockdown, it was kind of, you know, kind of, you know, without a home. And so, um, and then when they, when they, uh, you know, inked the uh, contracts with Navy and Army, I really wanted to help out. I, I felt, you know, with my years at, at Memphis with playing Navy, I had a, had a oh, I could help with the option plan and all that stuff. Um, and it's, you know, it's like going to a barbecue. It's like, you know, I'm hanging out with my friends and we're talking football and it's every day was awesome. It was, it was a great season, but now we got to move on. Is there a linebacker in this unit that you feel like this spring can emerge and um, make a move up the depth chart? Well, I think that everybody, um, you know, has a, has their, their personal goal of how they're going to make an impact on this team. And, you know, like Peyton Wilgar had a great season last year, but he needs to take it to another level. And Keenan Peely, kind of the same thing. But, um, you know, there's the kind of the, the guys like Max Tui, I think, has a lot more that you haven't seen yet. And I think he's going to go out there and he's going to make some good plays. Ben Bywater was injured last year. You know, he's got to going to find his role. And, you know, like I brought up earlier, Drew Jensen and Jackson Kafusi, then they, you know, what there is exactly is their role going to be. Those guys are going to be battling out for the next 14 practices. Um, and that will set up the fall. You know, we won't really name, you know, starters ones, twos until I don't know when August 20th or something, but, uh, you know, they're, they're, they got a lot of uh, work ahead of them, and I think that they are poised to, to really use these 14 practices to their best ability. This time of year, usually guys get an opportunity maybe to change different positions and try new things out, as well as you guys as coaches. You guys are trying new things out, trying to figure out maybe new alignments, that type of stuff. Do you feel like this is a good proving ground to see what guys can do, and then once you get to training camp, then you kind of lock them into their spots? Yeah, you know, first of all, the run game from our offense is great. I mean, we got some big old linemen you got to go against, and, and that tests us every day. We got great running backs, you know, and so that tests us with our tackling and uh, and all that stuff. And so, as far as these fourteen practices, it, you couldn't be happier with the competition we're going to see. And um, you know, Coach Funk, I don't know if you got to meet him yet, but great old line coach, and he's going to get those guys exactly. You know, it's going to be a battle every day. And so, um, you know, I, I again. This is fun, and this is just great. I can't – the next 14 practices are going to be awesome. Last thing for me, Coach, is I just wanted to ask you, what is your overarching goal for this spring period for your linebacker unit? Well, you know, everyday improvement, and, you know, regardless of scheme, our technique, our fundamentals, our effort to the football, our uh, physicality, our toughness, you know, all those things, it doesn't matter about the X's and O's you know, those things are going to be the things that I want to see major improvement with um, each and every day. And even in an off day, you can make steps in those directions. So whatever 
you know, Coach Tuiaki wants us to do, if it's, you know, blitz or dropping a coverage or whatever it may be, you know, we're going to have that foundation. And that foundation, we got to make that a stronger part of our game every single day. Well, Coach, cannot thank you enough for taking the time. Looking forward to catching up with you down the road here, okay? All right, thanks a lot. Anytime. There you go. Kevin Clune, BYU linebackers coach. Thank him for taking the time. You can follow him, by the way, on Twitter if you want, at Coach Kevin Clune. Uh, great conversation. You heard him talk about the fact that he just wants this linebacking core to improve on what they are already doing. He talked about guys like Max Tooley, who think he thinks can still expand what he can do as a player. I thought Tooley was a fantastic player a year ago during the 2020 season. Showed off a lot of different skill sets. But that's good to hear that he believes that this unit still has a long way to go. And as I mentioned, Coach Kloon, he is going to be a guy who is going to be relied upon to really bring the fire to this uh, position group, speaking of the linebackers, get them going. He doesn't have to do a lot, I think, to inspire them, in all honesty. He's just got to go out there and make sure that these guys understand what they can do to improve. Obviously, the linebacking position at BYU in 2020, the defense as a whole, I thought was pretty good overall. But this year, the returning production for BYU on defense, man, it's minuscule. I think that they listed it, uh, Bill Connolly's uh, S&P plus numbers, but 16% of returning production, and mainly that's in the linebacking core, is where it all really comes from. Keenan Peely, Peyton Wilgard, the headliners, you heard Coach Clune talk about them really leading this unit forward. They're going to be relied upon a lot this year. A young or inexperienced defensive line, a retooled secondary. Well, the linebacking core has kind of got to be that difference maker for the Cougars and really lead by example and step forward and say, you know what, we can handle the load. Give us uh, kind of the put the put the weight on our shoulders. Let us carry it while these other guys get up to speed. Obviously, we are just at the start of spring ball. Coach Clune talked about the fact that they still have 14 practices to go. There's still a lot to learn, a lot to teach. Each, a lot to be worked on, but I think they're off to a good start, and the fact that Coach Kloon has already been around the program for a year now should help him in terms of his getting acclimated with his guys, understanding what they're trying to do, and also help him already understand what is going on with this program in terms of the defensive philosophy, the schemes, all that different stuff. So once again, a big thank you to Coach Kloon for taking the time to join us right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. Alright, coming up here momentarily, we'll get your thoughts from Kalani Satake after day one of spring ball had some great thoughts on what he saw from the first day of drills also what he saw from the quarterback competition we'll get to all of that here momentarily today's show is brought to you by our good friends over at betonline.ag folks don't waste any more time if you've ever thought about getting in and trying the sports betting world out well give it a shot with our friends at betonline they want to make it simple and easy for you so all you got to do is go to betonline.ag sign up for a free account yes you heard me it's a free account free to sign up and check everything out with bet online but additionally right now when you make your first deposit if you use the promo code locked on they will give you a 50 percent welcome bonus yes so if you decide to put in 10 bucks all of a sudden you'll have 15 bucks to bet with it's all courtesy of our friends at bet online they want to make sure that you guys have a good experience kind of diving into this world i'm a relative neophyte to the world of sports betting but if you guys are like me and want to give it a shot do it with our friends at bet online your online sportsbook experts 
All right, folks, as we round out a very BYU football-heavy edition of the podcast, I want to remind you guys to check out the Locked On College Football Podcast. They've done a great show all year long covering all the biggest topics when it comes to college football. If you want kind of that 30,000-foot view of the sport that you love, check out the Locked On College Football wherever you get your podcasts. All right, time to recap day one of BYU Spring Ball with some comments from Kalani Satake on our way out the door here on a Tuesday. Of course, Coach Satake, ever the guy who is going to give you a lot of generalities when it comes to his media sessions. But he talked yesterday, he was asked the question, well, how was day one? And here was Kalani's assessment of how things went in the first day of Helmets. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. You know, I'm glad that I'm hoping that we can finish up and make sure that we get the next 14 going. But for day one, it's a little different because you're trying to get through the first two and you know, make sure you can get through it where you're kind of trying to get acclimated and then you get the pads on and then we can let it go. But today, a lot of really good things. And I would have to say that some of the things I like from our offense are just really clean, you know, and you could tell that we had a lot of veterans, especially under center. And but we had a lot of guys that you can tell that the experience pays off and that they've been through this before. On the defensive side, we're a little bit young, but uh, I love the energy and the guys ran really well to the ball. And day one was really good, and, and I'm looking forward to improving in day two and challenge the players to get it uh, that much better. See the things and the mistakes that made today, and, and then try to get that much better in day two. So we're looking forward to getting the next practice in tomorrow, and I'm really pleased from what I saw. There's a very understandable fear for Kalani Satake, him talking the first part of that about hopefully we can get the next 14 of these practices in. Obviously, COVID is still an issue. BYU got through five practices last year before COVID shut everything down, shut the entire world down seemingly. And you can understand that there's a little bit of PTSD and some fear that, hey, are we going to get through all 15 of these this spring? I've got my fingers crossed. I am knocking on wood, doing whatever I can to make sure that they get through this. But you could hear Kalani Satake talk about the fact that he's looking forward to getting all these practices in. In addition, he talked about the fact that he likes the experience of this team coming back, particularly kind of the veteran nature of this offense. A lot of the headliners on offense are gone. Obviously, Brady Christensen, Zach Wilson, Dax Milne, Matt Bushman. Your headliners are gone, but the guys, the key components around a lot of those headliners are returning to this squad. There's going to be some retooling along the offensive line. You need to find a new number one wide receiver. You obviously need to find a new starting quarterback. The good news is it appears that the veteran nature of this offense, a lot of guys who've gotten a lot of reps over a lot of years, it is their time to shine. Some of these other guys took the spotlight away from them in 2020. Well, now they can steal it back a little bit and hopefully make it theirs going into 2021. And good to hear that Kalani was very happy with that. You also heard him talk about the inexperience and the youth on the defensive side of the football. Well, what is Kalani Satake's specialty? Oh, yes, the defense. He added Kevin Kloon, who we just talked about, to that staff. Elisa Tuiaki's still there. Ed Lamb, Preston Hadley, Gennaro Guilford. There's a lot of continuity on the defensive side of the football, so I can guarantee you this. They may be inexperienced on the defensive side of the football, but they will be coached up and they will be ready to go. They'll learn exactly what they need to do to be an effective unit, and that should make you happy as a BYU fan. Obviously, the storyline in this spring ball is going to be how the quarterbacks develop throughout the entirety of the camp. And to be honest with you guys, I don't expect any player to quote-unquote take the reins in spring ball. I can guarantee you this. Even if they do, Kalani and his coaching staff will play it very close to the vest. They'll carry it on into the summer, also into training camp in August, and on up until the season opener against Arizona. But he did like what he saw from day one from the guys who were under center slinging the ball all over the field. 
Yeah, they can throw. There are a lot of good throws today. Uh, you could tell that there's a competition going on, but you know, the guys weren't shy to throw the ball down the field. And I, I was really pleased with the target set that they're throwing to. The guys uh, caught the ball really well. And what you're used to in day one is the administrative penalties. So, like, guys misaligned and guys being in the wrong spot and maybe some false starts here and there. And we didn't have any of that. So, that's a good sign for us, you know, that it was really clean as far as administrative penalties. That should happen when you have a bunch of veterans there. But what was really cool was the, the fact that the two and the threes didn't have any of those either. So that's a good sign for us. So there you go, Kalani Satake. Talk about the fact that this offense, well, the good news is, yes, administrative penalties, as he calls them, those so-called dead ball penalties, false starts, legal formations, all that stuff that seems to drive coaches, fans, and players alike bonkers. Well, for one day, they got uh, through it, and I think, according to him, did a good job with that. You also heard him talk about the fact that the quarterbacks were slinging the ball, throwing it well. So... Uh, I'm guessing there are going to be some highlight plays. Keep an eye out uh, for the highlight packages for BYU from Spring Ball. Brandon Despain and the guys down there will bring you as best they can. Some of the highlights, we'll have those on social media, and I'm sure you'll see some highlight reel throws from all the different quarterbacks in the battle. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we've had a lot to get to today. We didn't get a chance to talk about the position changes, the number changes on BYU's roster in Spring Ball. We'll touch on that. Get your comments from guys like Jaron Hall, one of the contenders for the starting quarterback job, James Empey, Uriah Leatawa, some of the senior leadership on this year's squad. Well, they all spoke to the media yesterday, and we'll get to some of their comments on tomorrow's podcast, as well as talking BYU basketball and everything else going on in BYU sports. Today's theme was BYU football, folks, but we will expand it out a little bit more tomorrow. Still plenty of football talk as spring football is underway. All right, that's going to do it. A big thank you for your continued support of the show. As always, follow us on social media, Locked On Cougars on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. My personal Twitter feed is Jacob C. Hatch, or feel free to email us anytime. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. Have a great rest of your Tuesday whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast from March 2nd, 2021, and we will talk to you guys manana.